0: Wow, good morning. Good morning. good morning. good morning. Yeah. Hey, good to see you. And I see a lot of new faces, so welcome to Hope Church. Our heart and desire is that this would be a safe place to come as you are. And so we are just so honored to be able to speak to you and so honored that Pastor Lance has asked us to do so. And hey, we wanted to share with you, we have four kids. We have four outstanding kids. And they actually survived being a PK kid. And so we're really grateful for that and we have a lot of great things happening through a lot of pain as well. Hey, this is my 13th year here at Hope Church. Woo! Yes! And I, so I, t- I told Pastor Lance, get this, I told Pastor Lance, you, before you let me go, I might be in an electric wheelchair by then. <laughs> it's a joke. I turned 65 in August! Woo! Yeah, baby, I'm just going to milk that Medicare Say I'm just going to go every appointment. <laughs> Dr- okay. Oh, I won't fall off. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I will fall If I fall off, it's my fault. Hey, so our daughter, Elle, is 17. So, yes, we had a little surprise from heaven. And so I was 47. So I'll be 65 when she graduated from college, high school. So don't worry. Don't worry about me. Go ahead.
1: All right. <laughs> next month David and I will be celebrating our 33rd year of marital bliss
0: and blisters I don't think they got that
1: (laughs) marital bliss and
0: blisters you get it you get it bliss and blisters say it with me bliss blisters okay good let me just interrupt real quick. If, if you have some, I know, if you've got some younger kiddos with you, we're a generational church. We say yes to the next generation. We're going to be speaking into some areas that are PG-13, so just give you a little heads up on that. And I wanted to share that 11 years ago, we were walking through mar- marital brokenness, and after these 11 years of journaling, journeying, With God, He has brought us to a place of reconciliation. So I want to encourage you with that. We are two sinners married. I'm I'm actually going to read it because I wrote it. I want to make sure I get it right. Elizabeth Elizabeth and I are two beloved sinners married to one another and given the sacred privilege to love one another as Christ loved the church. Daily laying down our lives for each other. Now, I haven't done that perfectly, but that's where we are today. Boom. Did you like that? I thought it was pretty good myself. All right. So today we want to share why we stayed together and the journey towards forgiveness.
1: Yes. And so we need some audience participation. Would you be willing to help us answer some questions? All right. So if you think the answer to the question David asks you is a yes, I want you to clap when I when I hold this up. And If it's no, you clap when David holds his up.
0: Okay, here's our first question. You ready? Ready. Are you ready? All right. Does true forgiveness require we forget? Does true forgiveness require... Great clap if you think it's a yes. How about me? (laughs) I had to make sure it didn't say on or whatever. (laughs) All right, good.
1: Will I still feel pain if I've truly forgiven?
0: Thank you, whoever was that, thank you so much. (laughs) Appreciate it, thank you, thank you. You get a free iPad, just go to the lobby, okay? (laughs) I'm joking, all right, okay, all right. Okay, say three, Three. Three. come on, three. three, all right. Here's my third question. Are you ready? I feel like I'm on the Price is Right show. Okay, will I be angry anymore if I truly forgive? Yeah, pretty pretty darn close. I like that. And we're going to start off today by sharing a little part of our story with you. And so it is our honor and privilege to be able to convey our hearts to you this morning And again, I would encourage you to sit back and allow the spirit of God to touch you. Yeah Oh, that's right You know, we're not polished, but you but you love us. Okay Okay, okay. Our our message title is this which I really love. It's this is our message title We say hell no and heaven Yes hell no, we're not going to step into what the world was pushing us towards and and just not being courageous as a man, but yet also saying no, we're going to say yes to heaven and bringing all of who we are to the foot of the cross and pressing our wounds into his nailed, pierced hands. I'm fired up. I had a coffee, so watch out. How are we doing? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good.
1: All right, honey. Oh
0: yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive you. I get too excited. Don't have coffee before you speak, okay? <laughs> or two. I want to thank our cafe. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Wonderful. The year was 2000. After 12 years, the year was 2000. After 12 years of ministry at the Vineyard Church in Southern California, we launched off on this adventure to go with Youth with the Mission because I wanted adventure. I wanted something to cover cover my secret sin. Man, if I just kept busy and I just kept being the, the pastor I was supposed to be being and I was the famous missionary and man, I was going to Thailand and I was going to Philippines. Nothing wrong with that, but yet I was running, running from the root issue that the Lord Jesus, well, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I think the angels are, yes, I was running from... The real pain, the real sin—that Jesus was longing for me to address. His hand has always reached for us. So if you're sitting here this morning, and like, oh my God, are we going to go there? Yes, we're going to go there this morning. Welcome to Hope Church. But He's He's reaching for you. He's not ashamed of your brokenness. He's not ashamed of your brokenness. There's so many years I sat in this front row. And I was so ashamed. And God is here to tell you he loves you and he wants you whole. I don't know where I'm at, but um, go for it, baby.
1: So you have a little context already. I'm going to fast forward to 2011. Towards the end of that year, David came home from his day at the office in this church And he shared with me the one thing I feared most. And that was that his pornography addiction had been exposed. At the time, the pastors Craig and Kara Dyson and the elders wanted to meet with David and I. And while the dread and horror and pain of what he told me had just happened, at the same time, time I felt a very real hope. Maybe now that this is out in the open, maybe now that I don't have to keep this a secret, we can be known and God can do something to redeem this part of our marriage and heal us. And so we committed that as we went into this meeting we were going to do so with as much nobility and cooperation as we could muster. And so again, I had to encounter something I feared most at this meeting and that was when we were told that David was being asked to step down from his role as a pastor here and that there was no promise that he would be invited back on staff even if he walked out a healing journey and was completely restored. And so I was weeping with that news and then I heard something else. I heard them say, we want you to stay. We love you. We know this is not what God wants for your life. And we want to walk with you and support you in your healing journey. We were so blown away. We were not expecting to hear that. We thought they would ask us to leave quietly. Mm -hmm. And the next thing they, they let us know is that we would also have to be known in our brokenness if we agreed to stay. And so I'm looking out at some of you who were there the night that David actually shared everything about his brokenness and repented. And all of the people at that meeting embraced him with loving forgiveness. And so you may be wondering, like, why did this woman stay in this marriage when this was going on? And I want you to understand there, um, you have every right to ask that question for sure because I asked myself it was it was humiliating honestly for me. But as I said, the dread was alongside a very real um, inspired hope that God is bigger than this. And that if we could be real, if we could be accountable if we could receive what we hadn't received there was hope that we could heal and um, David actually we had a, a really come to Jesus meeting and and I let him know you can just cut it off now if you don't plan to be all in he agreed no I am all in and 33 years ago we had said to each other divorce is not going to be an option when we are faced with really hard problems in our relationship and we have four beautiful children and we did not want to bring them harm
0: either yeah so good so good we uh, felt naked and ashamed as you can imagine in that setting and Finally, by the grace of God, he ripped my mask off that I was, had a facade, that this mask got ripped off, and I remember going home that night and just really trembling in bed out of the stress and out of the actually being known because of the fact that as a child, as a young man of 10 years of age, I was sexually abused, and I walked home knowing that nobody at home would even know, would even be there. And I would be alone and the pain the deep deep excruciating pain is what just happened to me, but no one would be home to engage The orphan the abandonment of what I was walking through If you're here this morning And you've if you've walked in and horrifically experienced any type of abuse I want to encourage you That God wants to step with you and journey with you into that pain and our prayer with pastor lance and myself and our staff is hope church is a safe place where you can come and be real and the king of kings yes. and the lord jesus christ can minister with such depth you're looking at a man who thought i would take what the the sexual brokenness in my life And my sexual abuse Because what came up for me in that I would take it to the grave I wasn't going to be willing to talk to anyone about it But it kept me in a cycle Of addiction Because I wasn't willing to go there That God wanted to take me It was like being on the edge of the Grand Canyon at night And the moon was hitting the top of the ridge But yet the Grand Canyon was totally, totally, totally Pitch dark And the father was asking, will you step off Will you step off And allow me Allow me to catch you. And so before I hit bottom, I had my hands raised. He took one of my hands, and five other men took the other hand and began to pull me up out of that dark, dark pit. And we'll talk more about that later.
1: My response to the pain I was experiencing was um, to try with all I had to take care of David's addiction, to to help him heal and to make sure that our family could weather the storm we were in and be okay. I had learned at an early age that it was easier in my family of origin if I didn't have needs. So I was used to taking care of everyone else's needs and really encouraged David to take all the resources we were being offered and to heal and to receive all the attention. However, I was so aware of how I was limping along with a ton of pain. I didn't realize at that point that I could actually receive mercy too, that I could risk and humble myself and ask for help. But if you had seen me during that time, I want to share a list of characteristics that you might remember. I was aware of everyone else's needs and hyper-vigilant to help meet them. I was a people pleaser. I was a yes girl. I always pushed through. I didn't slow down because when I slowed down, I would start to feel the pain. I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't eating enough. But I got a lot accomplished. And what I want you to know is that a lot of you in this room may be responding to pain in similar ways.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. By living this codependent lifestyle, I was literally living in denial. Healing and forgiveness happen and begin when we tell our stories of harm with honesty. It was so hard for me to be vulnerable and honest about the specific ways that David had hurt me. And yet, as I learned to courageously do this, my heart began to come alive and to pump with more life, even as it felt the pain, anger, and humiliation. Mm -hmm. And so that brings us to, well, how did you engage forgiving one another? That's... Um, That was the hardest part for for me, Mm -hmm. I know. Um, And the kind of forgiveness that was being required of both of us was one that I would say brings the fulfillment of redemption into the relationship. So it wasn't ever to be some quick kind of, I forgive you, that would not bring redemption into the place we were in. And for many of you in your marriage, please understand, we don't always get taught how to do this kind of forgiveness. So this is what David and I hope to really be able to give you today. And so you can imagine the battle that we are in at this point and it wasn't pretty and it wasn't easy and we felt messy Um, and forgiveness and what we have come to personally grow in a forgiving love was truly the only hope of restoring, reconciling and redeeming us. One distinction I would like to make with regard to this part of our message is what I already told you sorry (laughs) I'm so sorry got ahead of myself or yeah the first thing I'd, I'd like to describe is in this process you have to actually be able to name the harm clearly and with detail Dave I could never have forgiven David if he had just come and said Would you forgive me for hurting you, Elizabeth? I mean, he did that quite a bit, but I had to actually forgive David for lying to me and emotionally betraying me and betraying my trust, specifically in this area of viewing pornography. So that's important for you all to hear is that, you have to be able to actually name with particularity the sin clearly. David could then actually repent and ask me for heartfelt forgiveness. In my family of origin, I had only seen a model of growing up where when you're hurt, you get angry and you yell and you try and get back at the person. And so I really had never learned to communicate what I'm suggesting you learn to communicate with my need, my pain, with honor and honesty. But this alone is one of the most powerful tools of healing.
0: So good, so good. You know, I'm so grateful, so grateful for God's mercy and kindness that I had five men who stood with me and was willing to journey this road to... Recovery, reconciliation, healing. And I w- remember it was one of the most difficult days of my life because Pastor Lance was one of those men that stood with me. Up in, at my house, I really I had a, a, a notepad in front of me. It listed all my sins out. I just flipped them over. And, and the fear, the fear if, if my buddy knew me. John Cavilli knew me the men in this room knew me that I would yet be abandoned again and that I would go back to the deepest, deepest fear I had and then the pain that I've caused my wife and my children and I remember at Kinsey River Whitefish, Lance and I had lunch and he looked at me and he said brother, I love you but you need to work hard you need to go after this because you can go the easy way out and go out that door or you can stay and allow God to do a deeper work because that is the only place That you're going to get restoration and healing is, is That Bible talks about Deep calls into deep Where I had to go deep within my pain And that was the first time That I totally confessed And dealt with my sexual abuse Where I opened up and shared All the the dirt All what my body felt All, past, all the mental abuse The sexual abuse And have men look at me and stand with me Lastly Pastor Craig and Kara came over to our house and they stood with us as we shared about the, that I needed to terminate my pastorship here in front of my three kids. That was the hardest thing I've ever done because I was, the, I was this guy on Sundays and we drive by a church and I'm gonna pray for the church and I was Mr. Spiritual, but over here I had my secret life. And to look at my kids in their eye and say, your daddy is a fake, and I come to you with repentance that I'm sorry, because that is not how Jesus wants us to live, and God, God is saying to all of us this morning, he's there, the prodigal son, he's like, I'm here with open arms, and he sees you from afar, and he wants you to run into his arms and embrace him. The Father wants to embrace you in your pain.
1: The second part of the redemptive forgiveness is all covered under this banner of how much do you hate evil? And I know that might sound a little odd, but think about it. Wherever your life has been hit by the storms of your stories, the enemy has been there to damage and divide and destroy anything he possibly can. And so part of, of actually redemptive forgiveness is to understand that that actually steps Come on. on the neck of the enemy in a way that nothing else, <laughs> no revenge, nothing like that can. Our love... The kindness of Jesus that brings us to to repentance is what allows us to step on the neck of the enemy and to restore a relationship that has no hope. And healing isn't a linear experience. David and I had lapses um, that were really hard in his recovery. And I would go back to realizing, oh my gosh, I'm you know f- back in the fear of, is this actually going to, to resolve and be healed? And is there going to be freedom? And it felt paralyzing at times. So it took me uh, time to rebuild the trust in order for me to risk being vulnerable. And it wasn't until I was able to let David see my tears of heartache and the longing I had for more Mm -hmm. in the redemption of our relationship that he took initiative that I had longed for him to take. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good, so good. Wow, I, you know, my pride really covered my ability to understand the depth of pain i had caused elizabeth Hear my heart my pride caused this beloved my wife pain that i wasn't willing to look at my own self because pain got in the well this pain got in the way this wall began to come up because i didn't want to step into the fact that when i see when i saw her tears i wasn't willing to own that and and My pride covered my ability to understand the depth of pain I had caused Elizabeth, and it would be several years before I could understand and repent for the pain and the betrayal I had caused. Hear my heart this morning. I almost lost this woman because of my pride, because of my arrogance, because I didn't want to step off the Grand Canyon and into the pain and the reality of the cycle of addiction if you hear this morning men if you hear my heart it's time to humble yourself and come before the cross and come before your bride and say i am sorry i was wrong will you forgive me i love you that's the heart that we need to go i don't i haven't done it perfectly we obviously hello and um We've only gone through three dish sets, but it's okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay, can you cut that from the video? Uh, (laughs) I was gonna make a joke. I I was trying to say, uh, you know, you have dishes in your cupboards. We've only gone through three different dish sets. It's a joke. (laughs) No, I don't advocate throwing anything, so I just wanna be clear. I'm not saying that, okay. We haven't, we still have our mother's china. Okay, all right. Hello, honey. How are we doing? We're doing great. Are you guys doing okay? Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, turn to your neighbor and say, he definitely married up. <laughs> Come on. Come on. He definitely married up. Yeah! Oh! I love that. And then turn to the other neighbor to say, he doesn't look too bad for 65. Go ahead. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. Okay, David. Um, settle down. Okay. All right. All right. All right, the third part of redemptive forgiveness is a a process where I needed to continually reset the posture of my heart toward David. Mm -hmm. I had to challenge the risk that I felt in forgiving David by turning my heart to him and refusing to make him pay for the debt of the pain he caused me. And this was completely the most costly part for me. And um, it began with much more authenticity several years into our healing. We didn't actually understand how good redemption of our relationship could get. And so there were years when we were living in this shallow place of Mm -hmm. forgive me for hurting you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until we dove in because we understood, wait a minute, we've received all this forgiveness from the cross. Uh, Jesus paid our debt, my debt. And if I will cancel David's debt, There's something more that we can have because of that. I want to quote a scripture verse that King David wrote after he had committed adultery and murder. It's Psalm 51, 16 through 17. You are not pleased by sacrifices or I would give them. You don't want burnt offerings. The sacrifice God wants is a broken spirit. God, you will not reject a heart that is broken and sorry for sin. Mm -hmm. And what I remember is what David described he felt. I felt like I was, you know, jumping off into this big, dark canyon when I thought of canceling the debt because I felt like it just left me wide open for more pain, the possibility of more pain. The other side of that would have left me with a hard heart. And I knew I was not thriving with a hard heart. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful that the Lord, with the Lord, with the forgiveness I Mm -hmm. knew he gave me, I was able to offer that Mm -hmm. to David. So good,
0: so good. You know, I, I, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I want to cry right now, but I'm gonna move on. any for all of us in the room if you're in a dating relationship you're in a friendship or in a marriage I want to read this any relationship are in any relationship. Are you willing to engage? Where you have harmed another person and and express your earnest repentance? I want to encourage you with that this morning That the father is asking us will you engage in the harm you've caused and humble yourself and repent. I think I believe that's really, really a piece that, that needs to be done. And also, I wanted to share with you from a, a quote, an example from a book I've been reading called *The Healthy Emotional Leader*. And uh, what peter pastor peter really recommended in that book as a leader is to slow down and allow god to speak into your heart And one of the facets that he was recommending out of this book was abiding and connecting heart to heart with your wife So I finally got off my rear end and that's saying it nicely because we're on video um, but um that I finally got off my rear end and got motivated enough to say I wanna sit down with Elizabeth and I wanted to convey, because what I've done, I've I've hidden secrecy all my emotions, all my insecurities. I'm insecure about being being a pastor, a leader, a father, a husband. I'm I'm insecure about my masculinity, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? But, But in the mornings we've committed to this to sit down And for me to say, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. And yes, you might think, Oh, he's a wimp. Well, but suck it up, Buttercup. It's the fact is that a tender warrior is a man who says, I want to be tender with what God is tender about, and I want to go deep with what He wants me to do. And I need to love this woman. So I share. Thank you. Love you, baby. Love you, baby. When a man loves a woman, woo! <laughs> Don't sing, I'm sorry, I just broke the sound system. But, oh, I had a really good point, and I lost it. But that's okay. <laughs> Oh, oh, but okay, this is what it is. Yeah, thanks, Father. It's, that, hey, let's get real here in our relationships. Hey, I'm being tempted. I need to talk about it. The Apostle Paul makes it really clear. If you're tempted, you haven't sinned. It's when you go into the sin and you act on it that you sin. So we're so wrapped up in this, I want to be the holy roller face mask thing. <laughs> and, you know, I, I talked to Elizabeth and I talked to Pastor Leslie. I say, hey, I, I'm feeling tempted with lust. Or, I'm feeling tempted with I you know tailgated somebody or whatever I you know I flipped somebody off on the road I haven't not done that but um, <laughs> I haven't Marty but anyways uh, but but being that being real like that and saying you know babe I feel insecure about where we're at I, I feel like you're you're distant right now how can I how can I step into your story what what is going on in your heart what is your dream what, what are you afraid of what what Where can I be to stand with you guys hear my heart men not to fix it The the proverb says be quick to listen And slow to speak
1: So number four Final last point in this kind of forgiveness Is repeat So pastor lance said we're We're in a a series called Circles. Hopefully you can see the circle. Repeat the first three points that I gave you because forgiveness is a process. It is not a single act in a period of time and then you're supposed to never have pain or anger or remember and what we know is that yeah some days you realize I forgave you for that but today I remembered something else about that and I feel hurt and being able to talk about it those morning talks that David and I have go both ways I share with David what's on my heart he shares with me what's on his heart and we see each other in that
0: so, so good yeah, and just speaking about that community piece, you know, we can't move deeper into our stories without community. And I'm looking at faces of people who pray for us, who stand with us in intercession, who looked at us 11 years ago and looked in our eyes and said, I'm going to stand with you, John Cavili, Lance Stanek. Tim Corporal that took me to breakfast two months ago and gave me a good spanking, and it was good. <laughs> But, but, that sounds weird. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Can, can we pause that other video? Um, he, he gave me a good heart-to-heart, honest, speaking the truth in love, which I needed. We need men in our lives that will look us in the eye and say, hey, bro, you're off track. You're, you're definitely taking the wrong off-ramp and need to get back off the ramp and back on the narrow road. Oh, that's it went okay. So I want to encourage you at that. All right, that is so so cool. And then tough love or speaking the truth in love is so needed in both relationships. If you're single, or if you're in a dating relationship, or if you're married, speaking the truth in love.
1: And one of the other final words is that there was a true sign of the good work of forgiveness when I could also clearly see the way I had wounded David with the way I would relate to him in my anger and yelling. And this truly reveals healing, the healing and forgiving love of Jesus. So I also had Times where I repented and there was forgiveness extended towards me. Wow, this kind of reconciliation and forgiveness and love took time and we could have never done it if we had left. So I have to say that this all is couched in community and in being known in the reality of who you are. And even what I do today reflects this story so beautifully. Because um, I, I am now executive director for a ministry called True North 406 Ministries. And part of what drives my passion to lead that and to be a beacon of light in this community is because I wanna teach my brothers, my battle-worn brothers and sisters in Christ, how to step firmly on the neck of Satan in their personal stories So that they don't go in circles, getting with Satan getting them coming and going. And so, honestly, we I love the ministry time that preceded this message because if you felt a breaking in any kind of relationship to what we have shared, we invite you to reach out. We want to journey with you.
0: So good, so good. And our our life verse, we'll end with this. Our life verse is Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. That is our life verse. That is what we're standing on. And I just want to encourage you that uh, Hope Church, Our mission, our heartbeat is here at Hope Church. We want this to be a safe place to come as you are to receive healing. Pastor Lance has made that a mandate that this is a safe place to come as you are. And the different ministries we have here, one of them that Elizabeth and I have the privilege of coordinating, it's been around for 43 years around the world, called Living Waters. And we have the privilege of leading that with an amazing team of 16 devoted individuals who embrace captives and broken hearts of people and say come to the cross there's freedom there's redemption and there's love so we want to uh, please then yeah
1: well we'll we'll bring this all to a close but what we want to end with is just underlying to any of any of you who are way at the beginning of a process of redemption and forgiveness in your relationship that I promise you, you have no idea how God can redeem and can grow your love and can um, reunite you. And so we end our message today
0: with with hell Hell no and heaven yes. 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 (laughs)